This haunting line still sends the echoes of the most iconic stories in history. It tells the story of one of the most famous monarchs, Henry VIII. He was made famous not for his policies or courage in battle. He wasn't remembered for his extreme riches or his conquests. No, Henry VIII is remembered today for his love life. podcast the six i'm delaney and i'm megan and today we will be talking about arguably the most complicated love story in history six wives two divorced two beheaded and one died henry's relationships with these women lasted from a measly six months with anne to a 24-year relationship with Catherine. yet despite his six marriages he could not seem to find the prize that every ruler seeks a reliable heir to the throne daughter of the powerful Spanish monarchs Ferdinand II and Isabella, Catherine of Aragon entered the story as a picture-perfect wife for Henry's brother, Arthur. But then his brother died, so Henry VIII decided to save the poor widow, who also happened to be both beautiful and well-connected. And so the wedding happened after special permission from the Pope, who had to okay it because back then it was not acceptable to marry your brother's wife. Anyway, Henry and Catherine got married on June 11, 1509. It was a lush ceremony and no expense was spared. Henry was on top of the world, and he had everything. The only thing left for him to do was ensure the lineage of the throne. In common language, this means having kids, specifically male kids. And that is where the story falls apart. Because you see, Catherine could not seem to deliver a healthy baby boy. Her first pregnancy resulted in a stillborn daughter, born a month early. Her next three pregnancies were all boys. Holding much promise, but tragedy struck. The first son survived two months and then died. The other two, well, they were both stillborn. After that came their first living daughter, Mary I, was welcomed into this world screaming on the 18th of February, 1560. The couple's only daughter to survive infancy was great because she would be useful later. However, Henry didn't need a daughter, he needed a son. The last attempt resulted in failure, another stillborn daughter. Henry was devastated. He needed an heir, and that was when the stunning Anne Boleyn caught his eye. The sister of one of Henry's mistresses, Anne Boleyn, was born in 1501, the daughter of Sir Thomas Boleyn and Lady Elizabeth Howard. She lived in France for part of her early life before returning to England in 1522 to reside at the court as Queen Catherine's maid of honor. There, her sister introduced her to the king, who immediately became fascinated. The love letters he wrote began around 1525, in which he promised that if she gave her entire self to him, he would make her his sole mistress. No one could know her true motivations, whether it be love or ambition, 
but we do know that Anne Boleyn refused to be his mistress, a bold decision. Henry became desperate with his love for her, and so he did something drastic. He decided that if he could not have her in adultery, he would just have to marry her. He requested an annulment from the Catholic Church for his marriage to Catherine of Aragon, saying that it was never legal because of her marriage to Arthur. Catherine was furious. After all, she had ignored her husband's affairs for 24 years and was a perfect wife. And now he just wanted to drop her like a hot potato because the girl was prettier and younger? Because he wanted to move on to broader horizons? No, Catherine fought back. Her nephew was the Holy Roman Emperor of the time. She had major control over the Catholic Church, and what was supposed to be an easy little agreement turned into a seven-year ordeal for Henry and Anne. The future was not bright for King Henry VIII of England, but when one door closes, you gotta find yourself a window, and that is exactly what Henry did. See, his undying love for Anne trumped everything, including the Pope's approval. So instead, they were secretly married by the recently promoted Archbishop Thomas Cranmer of Canterbury on January 25, 1533. For the next five months, Henry was married to both women, until 1534, when Cranmer declared his marriage to Catherine annulled. This was good enough for Henry, but for obvious reasons, it was not accepted by the church, who responded with excommunication. Henry didn't care and went on to form the Church of England, headed by the king, of course. Catherine of Aragon refused to acknowledge this action and didn't even give the crown jewels to her successor. She would die three years after their annulment in an isolated castle at the age of 50. Henry and Anne were finally able to have an open relationship. It was a long chase, but Henry had finally gotten the prize he longed for, and she was a prize, until she could not have a son. Giving birth to a daughter barely nine months after their marriage, Boleyn showed promise. The beautiful child was named Elizabeth I, and would later become one of the most famed monarchs in history. The only problem was Elizabeth wasn't a boy, and the last time a female had inherited the throne, there was a massive civil war. Anne then suffered from a miscarriage. The couple's final child was a real tra tragedy. On January 29th of 1536, she had one final miscarriage, a boy, three and a half months into her pregnancy. Curiously, this was the exact day of Catherine of Aragon's funeral. This failure to bear a healthy son was not the only problem in the marriage between Henry VIII and Anne. Anne was significantly more outspoken than the previous queen consort, and unlike her predecessor, became jealous of the many mistresses of her husband. This eventually led to her downfall, as Henry became attracted to the more humble servant heart of his mistress, Jane Seymour. Anne was charged for treason and adultery, and beheaded on May 19, 1536, by a French swordsman, the best death that money could buy. Henry was free to move forward in his relationship with Jane, marrying her only 11 days after Anne's death. Jane Seymour was the only wife that Henry VIII truly loved. She had served in lady-in-waiting for both queens before her, and unlike them, was reported as being timid and reserved in nature. Jane never had a coronation, so was the only wife of Henry VIII that was not made queen. She was, however, the only one that gave him the son he desired. On October 12, 1537, she gave birth to Edward VI, but complications surrounding the birth caused her to die only nine days later of an infection. She was buried at Windsor Castle in St. George Chapel, the only wife that would be buried with Henry after his death.
officially a bachelor, again. Although he reportedly mourned and wore black for months, his advisors pressed him to remarry as England needed alliances. With the threat of a possible war with the Holy Roman Emperor, Henry needed a powerful Protestant alliance quickly. And that is where Anne of Cleves comes in, the sister of William the Duke of Cleves, leader of the Protestants in West Germany. Henry sent the infamous painter Hans Halbein to paint the two sisters, Anne and Amalia. Henry chose Anne, thinking her to be the most beautiful. Meeting only five days before marriage, Henry was disappointed at the very sight of her, thinking that her portrait was deceiving. It has been rumored throughout the years that she was lacking in English sophistication, beauty, and even had a certain stench to her. Her reign lasted only a mere six months, making it the shortest reign of a queen in history. The downfall of their marriage was inevitable, especially since the king wasn't flattered by their first meeting. The political alliance that was thought to be a breakthrough for Henry ended up not even being necessary as the Catholic powers did not ally themselves. So instead, it was just a complete embarrassment. Outraged by this embarrassment, King Henry and Anne were annulled on July 9, 1540. In the aftermath of this event, Anne of Cleves made herself a peaceful, quiet life at Richmond with the title the king's beloved sister, not wife, thankfully, and would occasionally visit the court whenever she would get bored. As a teenager, Catherine Howard is by far one of the youngest wives of Henry VIII. Born in Lambeth in 1523, she was her parents' tenth child. She was sent to live with her aunt and shared the maid's quarters with her numerous cousins. She was schooled in all of the respectable areas and was taught how to be a successful housewife. Her first relationship with a man involved her music teacher, Henry Mannix. Both handsome and interested, the couple's affair began when she was 13 and he was 23. Although never consummated, they were definitely past the friend zone. The relationship did not last very long, as her aunt the Dowager, Duchess, found out and forbade them from seeing each other. Catherine quickly moved on, however, and developed a relationship with the young Francis Duraman, a member of the Duke of Norfolk's household. This relationship was so far past the friend zone that they even called it each other husband and wife. It was definitely consummated, but the couple never tied the knot, per Catherine's wishes. Catherine's uncle, the Duke of Norfolk, saw an opportunity with her to gain the attention of the king and thus catapult them to the top of the pecking order. Even though her cousin was the ill-fated Anne Boleyn, Catherine had no idea the wolf's den she was crawling into when she traveled to England's court in 1539. Catherine assumed her position as a lady-in-waiting for the queen, Anne of Cleves. The plan worked quickly, as Henry was already stuck in his miserable marriage. The young, beautiful, and vivacious Catherine was just perfect for him. Her family quickly swept all of her past relationships into the closet, and the couple was married on August of 1540, when Henry was almost 50, and she was 17 years old. Their marriage was happy, Henry reportedly calling her his rose without a thorn, but Catherine moved on quickly, having an affair with Hans Culpepper when Henry was away. When he discovered this, combined with the skeletons of her past relationships, she was quickly sentenced to death along with everybody involved. She was beheaded on the 13th of February in 1542 at only 19 years. Catherine was buried in the Tower of London's parish church close to her own cousin, Anne Boleyn.
Known as the lone survivor, Catherine Parr was born in 1512 and married Henry in 1543 at the age of 31. Henry was 52 at the time. That's like a 20 year difference. If you need a better picture, it's a 30 year old marrying a 10 year old. Catherine had actually known Henry for quite some time before their marriage. In fact, her own mother was lady in waiting to his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. Her name was even chosen in honor of Catherine of Aragon. In summary, there were a lot of Catherines. Parr also happened to be childhood friends with Mary, Henry's daughter. Their marriage lasted for five years up until his death in 1547. However, Parr's life never slowed. She was an active political figure and even wrote books in the last few years of her life. One of them was known as A Lamentation or Complaint of a Sinner. It was the first book to be authored by an English woman under her own name. She also convinced Henry to restore his daughters, Mary and Elizabeth, as heirs for the throne. She even had a female paint her portrait, which was not popular at the time. She ended up marrying her previous lover before Henry, Thomas Seymour, whom she had to ditch because there was no way she could just tell the king no thanks to his offer of marriage. But now she was free to marry whomever she pleased, and the two were officially wed in late 1547. So technically, she would have been the late Queen Jane Seymour's sister-in-law as she married Jane's brother. How complicated does it get with these royal families? Their relationship lasted until September 5th, 1548, when Catherine died of childbirth. And thus, the last queen of Henry VIII, the survivor, only outlasted him by a year. How disappointing. And so, the love life of Henry VIII came to an end, which means we have also reached the end of our lovely podcast. Sitting in a car, we would like to wish you a loving goodbye, this time forever, as we will never be making another one. So goodbye, and find another podcast to bore yourself with. Uh, One more note, though. The creation of this podcast was interesting, to say the least. If you would like to enjoy laughing at some of our massive failures of our confused and distracted minds, feel free to continue listening for another amusing 30 seconds. Her own mother was Lady in Waiting. Chicken truck! Bruh! I was doing so good! Because he wanted to move on to Brighter Horizons? Brighter? <laughs> Brighter's a word now. It's gonna be no. Catherine fought back! <laughs> she was the sister of William, the Duke of Cleves, leader of the Protestants in West Germany. <laughs> Catapult them to the top of the picking order. Wait! Shoot! <laughs> oh my god! And he was 25. 23! 5 3, same thing, right? Sorry. Although never considered as her aunt, the dog, Dowager, Dutch. What the heck is that word? The wager? Duchess. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?